Are you ready to hack your time? I'm Vicky and I am obsessed with course correcting everything that you've been taught about how to use your time because I know that you can create more success while having more fun and taking more rest. I went from doing all the things, working 80 hour weeks to creating a 15 hour work week. Listen and learn how to hack your time never have to say that you don't have time ever again. You too will learn how to accelerate without doing more today. Hello, lovely people. Happy Monday. So I thought I would do something fun with you today and speak about how I time hacked love. For those of you in time hackers or that know about time hackers, um, A lot of people actually think it's like a business program only, but it's not because time literally impacts every area of our life and how we do one thing is how we do everything. So how we do time in one area is going to show up in all the other areas. I promise you, I've seen it with all my clients. I've lived it myself. And so I thought it would be fun today since it's coming out on Valentine's Day. Not that I particularly celebrate it, but by the by, I've been thinking about this episode for a while to talk with you about how I time hacked love. (laughs) And for those of you that don't know, I met my partner in 2016. So long before I had created Time Hackers, but what I was able to do um, when I created the program and the curriculum for Time Hackers, I knew how I'd achieved my business results, but I didn't want it to just be about business results, like I said. So I wanted to think about how I created all the great results in my life. And I will say my partner and my relationship is an amazing result in my life. And so I went back and thought about that too. Like, how did I actually create that? How could I repeat that for other areas of my life? I will tell you that I use a lot of my relationship success to fuel success in other areas as well. So that's the beauty of working on our time, by the way, is like, it literally benefits all areas of your life. I have so many clients that tell me that they um, have better relationships or have even found love or um, like their whole relationship with their health has changed and evolved, all of these positive things um, from how they change their relationship with time. So I'm gonna go back in time with you first to before, um, excuse me, to before I met Gid. And my love life was a little bit of a disaster. (laughs) Um, Not always, but right before I met him, it was. I was feeling a lot of pressure. A lot of my friends were married, um, getting married, already married, having their kids. And I was single. And my friends got married quite young, actually. And so I started dating looking for a husband like I would go on a first date and be like hi um nice to meet you and in my head I would be sizing up whether I was going to marry them or not which took me away from getting to know them which took me into my own head into my imagination and I'm all for spending time in your imagination if you're looking for a relationship with someone you want to spend time getting to know them and not just the version of them that you are making up in your brain Um, I also got cheated on and um, lied to and was just also in just some not fun situations and and that were happening that showed me that like I wasn't really valuing myself 
Um, I wasn't really committing to what I wanted. I feel like I was rebelling against this whole like, <laughs> you should be married thing as at the same time as I really wanted it. So I was dealing with those two conflicts, um, which is something a lot of my clients experience when they really want something. They're also rebelling against the version of them that's telling them that they have to have it to be valuable because guess what? You are valuable exactly as you are right now. So that rebel was right <laughs> and also not useful. Um, so when I met Gid, I was definitely not looking for anything. I was in a really good place myself. I'd left my job in finance, booked a one-way flight, um, and was just really open to my life experience. Like I'd already made the decision to live life on my terms in terms of my career and my location flexibility. And so it follows, of course, that I was thinking the same with my love life. And when I met him, I remember this is like a really powerful moment that I didn't really know was so powerful. But I remember seeing him on the dance floor. We met on the dance floor and I saw this friendly face with these beautiful blue eyes and um, he was dancing and smiling. And the first thought that popped into my brain was he looks harmless. And I just remember it so clearly because not that I'd like never thought of it before, but obviously I'd created a lot of harm and shame and stories around dating and love and all of this stuff. And here I decided that he was harmless. And I think whenever we are going to create something in our lives, whenever we want to produce a result, we can like stiffen. And I don't think that's the right word, stiffen, but we can block ourselves. That's a better word by creating danger around achieving it or not achieving it. Whereas the first thing that I did when I saw his face was decide that he was harmless. And what I was really doing there was deciding that I was safe. And that is such an important step. Like I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I would love to say it was on purpose. It wasn't, but I'm gifting you with that. Deciding that other people are harmless, deciding that you are safe is the most important first step to creating anything. You are safe as you are. If you are not safe, if you need something from other people, if you feel in danger, if you are on alert in any way, you are not going to allow your brain to calm down, your your emotional state to calm down, your nervous system to be in the place to creatively problem solve, to be present, to be trusting, to be open. Um, so yeah, that was like a little, a little hack for you that past Vicky didn't even know that she was doing, but definitely played a role. The next thing I did, and those of you that followed me for a while will not be surprised here, was I really threw the rule book out the window, the rule of like, don't text him first, don't be available at 10 p.m., don't um, tell him how you feel, like all these things, like literally he was working, I was there obviously on vacation, and so he would work, finish at the bar, like 10, 11, 12, and he would come around to me every day, like I just didn't care, I just... I was I was not playing any games. I was not making myself unavailable when I was really available. I was available whenever because I was actually available whenever. And that for me went against something that I probably would have done before. But the reason why I was able to do that was because I had a mindset of fun. I was like, this is going to be fun. I wasn't for, for the first time in a while eyeing him up as a potential husband. In fact, I decided he wasn't going to be a husband because he was younger than me. He was actually planning to go move back to Australia. He was living with his mum, like all of these things. I was like, we're never, we're never going to be anything serious. So let's just have fun. And guess what happened? We had a lot of fun. 
we got to know each other there weren't games there weren't rules it was literally me and him and about five six days in it was a friend's birthday and he said he would come (laughs) and then he didn't show he was with his friends or whatever and I literally even like had a go at him about it like point blank any dating expert will tell you do not act how I acted that night like I was not chill I was (laughs) not cool in any way um and we ended up having our first argument and I remember him saying to me like what do you mean like I've already told my mum about you she wants to meet you and so a few days later so less than two weeks of being together I went to meet his mum um again not in the rules not in like the wide not something that I would have done before but I just wasn't taking everything so seriously and I know some of you are like past Vicky and are taking everything seriously whether it's finding love whether it's you know launching a business whether it's getting a promotion whether it's you know taking care of your health and fitness whatever it might be buying a house selling a house all the different things that we are dealing with it's so easy to get caught up in something being so serious and I just invite you to sprinkle some fun on whatever it is like it like it was so much more successful leading with fun than I ever was leading with trying to figure out if someone was going to be my husband on the first date um so yeah we didn't follow the rules we led with fun I did what I wanted when I wanted I was very open and honest like I was literally too much (laughs) at some points but it wasn't because like I think he also loved and received that as well like it's very rare to be on the receiving end of someone being so open and honest and I didn't need anything from him like I was so good in where my life was and in me leading my life and I just knew that I was like onto bigger and better things I'd taken radical responsibility of my career of my health of all of these areas and so that was super helpful as well but if we really think back to the three steps of time hackers and what I literally did the first step is all around what you are believing hacking your brain and what I was believing at the time was like I'm valuable nothing this is just supposed to be fun I trust myself more than I trust any dating rules I'm all in for the learning and at the end when we said goodbye because we finished as I left the country I also remember saying like I'm all in for the heartbreak And I think that's what a lot of people skip over is like they're all in for the good, but not all in for the bad. This is why I speak so much about failing, which I'll get onto in a minute. So I was all in. I had strong beliefs about myself and about like our experience and being present and all of that good stuff. The second is all about how you make decisions, right? Notice I was making decisions from a place of like openness and curiosity and trust, not from a place of fear and scarcity and I have to hoard my time and I have to play these rules and I have to play games with him. Like I was super open to the experience, super trusting. And that drove my decisions to meet his family so quickly. It drove my decisions to introduce him to my family. It drove my decision to, this is going to sound really silly, but post a social media picture of us. I think we'd known each other a week. So I'd been single since my early 20s. Like I'd not posted a picture with someone in all that time, but here I was. Um, It drove our decision to go on mini breaks together and travel and explore a little bit together. It drove my decision to spend every day with him from the moment we met. All of that good stuff. 
And again, how what you, what I teach in Time Hackers is all around how to make successful decisions to guarantee results. And making decisions from trust is way more powerful than making decisions from fear. But yet so often we are making decisions from fear. Um, and the last one is all about fear of failure. And I kind of touched on this in the belief, but we have such a fear of failure. And I just remember being with him, meeting him, having the best summer. Even after two weeks, we sat across from each other and we were like, oh shit, we caught feelings. This is supposed to be a summer romance. He's going to Australia. I don't live, I'm going back to England. I'm going to the US traveling actually. This literally can't work. And I remember saying to him, like, but imagine if it's so good that we make it work, right? Like the alternative is it doesn't work, but let's like go all in for this experience and it will either be so good we figure out how to make it work or it won't be and we won't. And so we were both all in to fail. And really, I remember at the end, he he got called back to the army, so he left and I remember him leaving and I cried and I just like embraced the feeling of heartbreak because it was so worth like I felt something, I hadn't felt something for someone for a long time. Like I didn't even need, I didn't even need it to be successful then. I didn't even know that we would come back together then. I was so all in to feel the fear, to feel the sadness, to feel all the the heartbreak and these emotions that I just hadn't felt for the longest time. Um, and then um, we separated, we kept in touch. I, I'm not gonna lie, I started calling him. Um, and we decided to be together even as I was in the US. And then by the time I came back, he was in England. And a week later, I moved to go be with him. We moved in together, even into his mum's place together for a month. And here we are five, six years later, um, about to have our baby, happily married, all because of those exact steps, the belief, the decision-making and the the failure which is exactly how I time hacked love. <laughs> Let's not tell him that. Um, with, but like not even realizing how. And that's why I stress that it's so important more than the perfect rules or the perfect dating plan. And on that note, I will love you and leave you. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I had fun creating it. It's been on my mind for a while to share this. Um, and to really invite you all to apply what you are learning on this podcast beyond work, beyond career, beyond business and really onto all the areas of your life because hacking your time is not just for work. I know we've been trained in this uh, productivity obsessed world. I get it. I've lived it. I literally am in it. Um but really time impacts all the results in our lives. And when you learn how to optimize your time, you are able to produce results that don't make sense um, and that don't have to follow the rules and that don't um, that don't take time, that don't take a long time. Like things happen fast. So um, enjoy this episode, apply it to you. And of course, come join us in Time Hackers. Let's get you applying the time hacking principles to all the areas of your life where you want to create change. And I will leave the link in the show notes. Have a wonderful week. Bye, my loves. Hey, if you want to get five hours a week back minimum, 
for life, then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too as you connect with other time hackers where you'll get celebrated, supported and coached of course. You are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickilouise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.